Section 6 of Poems of American History, Volume 2, The Revolution. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Greg Giordano. Chapter 3 The Colonists Take the Offensive. Part 1 A rustic army of nearly 20,000 men quickly gathered about Boston to besiege Gage there, but its warlike spirit ran too high to be contented with passive and defensive measures. Benedict Arnold suggested that expeditions be sent against the fortresses at Ticonderoga and Crown Point, which commanded the northern approach to the Hudson, and were of great strategic importance. The suggestion was at once adopted. Arnold was created colonel, and set out to raise a regiment among the Berkshire Hills. When he arrived there, he found that Ethan Allen had already raised a force of Vermonters, and started for Ticonderoga. THE GREEN MOUNTAIN BOYS MAY 9, 1775 1. Here halts we our march, and pitch our tent, on the rugged forest ground, and light our fire with the branches rent, by winds from the beaches round. Wild storms have torn this ancient wood, but a wilder is at hand, with hail of iron and rain of blood, to sweep and waste the land two how the dark wood rings with our voices shrill that startle the sleeping bird to-morrow eve must the voice be still and the step must fall unheard the briton lies by the blue champlain in ticonderoga's towers and ere the sun rise twice again must they in the lake be ours Three, fill up the bowl from the brook that glides where the fireflies light the break a ruddier juice the briton hides in his fortress by the lake build high the fire till the panther leap from his lofty perch in flight and will strengthen our weary arms with sleep for the deeds of to-morrow night william cullen bryant Arnold overtook Allen and his Green Mountain boys on May 9, and accompanied the expedition as a volunteer. At daybreak of the 10th, Allen and Arnold, with 83 men, crossed Lake Champlain and entered Ticonderoga side by side. The garrison was completely surprised and surrendered the stronghold without a blow. The Surprise at Ticonderoga May 10 1775. Twas May upon the mountains, and on the airy wing, of every floating zephyr came pleasant sounds of spring, of robins in the orchards, brooks running clear and warm, or Chanticleer's shrill challenge from busy farm to farm, but ranged in serried order, attent on sterner noise, stood stalwart Ethan Allen, and his green mountain boys 
two hundred patriots listening as with the ears of one to the echo of the muskets that blazed at lexington my comrades thus the leader spake to his gallant band the key of all the canadas is in king george's hand yet while his careless warders our slender armies mock good yankee swords god willing may pick his rusty lock at every pass a sentinel was set to guard the way lest the secret of their purpose some idle lip betray as on the rocky highway they marched with steady feet to the rhythm of the brave hearts that in their bosoms beat the curtain of the darkness closed round them like a tent when travel-worn and weary yet not with courage spent they halted on the border of slumbering champlain and saw the watchlights glimmer across the glassy plain o proud ticonderoga enthroned amid the hills o bastions of old carillon the fort of chiming rills well might your quiet garrison have trembled where they lay and dreaming grasp their sabres against the dawn of day in silence and in shadow the boats were pushed from shore strong hands laid down the musket to ply the muffled oar the startled ripples whitened and whispered in their wake then sank again reposing upon the peaceful lake for score and three they landed just as the morning gray gave warning on the hilltops to rest not or delay behind their comrades waited the fortress frowned before and the voice of ethan allen was in their ears once more soldiers so long united dread scourge of lawless power our country torn and bleeding calls to this desperate hour when choice alone is left us who hear that high behest to quit our claims to valor or put them to the test i lead the storming column up yonder fateful hill yet not a man shall follow save at his ready will there leads no pathway backward tis death or victory poise each his trusty firelock ye that will come with me from man to man a tremor ran at their captain's word like the going in the mulberry trees that once king david heard while his eagle glances sweeping adown the triple line saw in the glowing twilight each even barrel shine right face my men and forward low spoken swift obeyed they mount the slope unfaltering they gain the esplanade a single drowsy sentry beside the wicket gate snapping his aimless fusil shouts the alarm too late they swarm before the barracks the quaking guards take flight and such a shout resultant resounds along the height as rang from shore and headland scarce twenty years ago when brave montcalm's defenders charged on a british foe leaped from his bed in terror the ill-starred de la place to meet across his threshold a wall he may not pass the bayonet's lightning flashes athwart his dazzled eyes and in tones of sudden thunder surrender 
Allen cries. Then in whose name the summons? The ashen lips reply. The mountaineer's stern visage turns proudly to the sky. In the name of great Jehovah, he speaks with lifted sword, and the Continental Congress, who wait upon his word. Light clouds, like crimson banners, trail bright across the east, as the great sun rose in splendor, above a conflict ceased, gilding the bloodless triumph for equal rights and laws, as with the smile of heaven upon a holy cause. Still, wave on wave of verdure, the emerald hills arise, where once were heroes mustered from men of common guise. And still, on freedom's roster, through all her glorious years, shine the names of Ethan Allen and his bold volunteers. Mary A. P. Stansbury The Continental Army at Cambridge, meanwhile, was busy day and night, drilling and getting into shape. It was at this time that a gentleman of Connecticut, whose name, it is said, was Edward Bangs, described his visit to the camp in verses destined to become famous. They were printed originally as a broadside. The Yankees returned from camp. June, 1775 Father and I went down to camp along with Captain Gooding, and there we see the men and boys, as thick as hasty pudding. Chorus. Yankee Doodle, keep it up, Yankee Doodle Dandy. Mind the music and the step, and with the girls be handy. And there we see a thousand men, as rich as Squire David, and what they wasted every day, I wish it could be saved. The lasses they eat every day, would keep in house a winter. They have as much that, I'll be bound, they eat it when they're a mind to. And there we see a swamping gun, large as a log of maple, upon a deuced little cart, a load for father's cattle. And every time they shoot it off, it takes a horn of powder, and makes a noise like father's gun, only a nation louder. I went as nigh to one myself, Isaiah's underpinning, and father went as nigh again. I thought the deuce was in him. Cousin Simon grew so bold, I thought he would have cocked it. It scared me so, I shrinked it off, and hung by father's pocket. And Captain Davis had a gun. He kind of clapped his hands on it, and stuck a crooked stabbing iron upon the little end on it. And there I see a pumpkin shell as big as mother's basin, and every time they touched it off, they scampered like the nation. I see a little barrel, too. The heads were made of leather. They knocked upon it with little clubs, and called the folks together. And there was Captain Washington, and gentle folks about him. They say he's grown so tarnal proud, he will not ride without em. He got him on his meeting clothes, upon a strapping stallion he set the world along in rows in hundreds and in millions the flaming ribbons in his hat they looked so tearing fine ah i wanted pockley to get to give it to my jemima i see another snarl of men a digging graves they told me 
so tarnal long so tarnal deep they tended they should hold me it scared me so i hooked it off nor stopped as i remember nor turned about till i got home locked up in mother's chamber edward bangs how clinton and burgoyne arrived may twenty five with reinforcements which raised the british force in boston to ten thousand men and plans were at once made to extend the lines to cover charlestown and dorchester the occupation of which by the americans would render boston untenable confident of victory gage on june twelfth issued a proclamation offering pardon to all rebels who should lay down their arms and return to their allegiance save only john hancock and samuel adams at the same time all who remained in arms were threatened with the gallows tom gage's proclamation or blustering denunciation replete with defamation threatening devastation and speedy jugulation of the new english nation who shall his pious ways shun june twelfth seventeen seventy five whereas the rebels hereabout are stubborn still and still hold out refusing yet to drink their tea in spite of parliament and me and to maintain their bubble right prognosticate a real fight preparing flints and guns and ball my army and the fleet to maul mounting their guilt to such a pitch as to let fly at soldiers breach pretending they designed a trick though ordered not to hurt a chick but peaceably without alarm the men of concord to disarm or if resisting to annoy and every magazine destroy all which though long obliged to bear through want of men and not of fear i'm able now by augmentation to give a proper castigation for since the addition to the troops now reinforced as thick as hops i can like jeremy at the boyne look safely on fight you burgoyne and now like grass the rebel yankees i fancy not these doodle dances yet ere i draw the vengeful sword i have thought fit to send abroad this present gracious proclamation of purpose mild the demonstration that whosoever keeps gun or pistol i'll spoil the motion of his sistol or whip his blank or cut his weasen as haps the measure of his treason but every one that will lay down his hanger bright and musket brown shall not be beat nor bruised nor banged much less for past offences hanged but on surrendering his toledo go to and fro unhurt as we do but then i must out of this plan lock both samuel adams and john hancock for those vile traitors like debentures must be tucked up at all adventures as any proffer of a pardon would only tend those rogues to harden but every other mother's son the instant he destroys his gun for thus doth run the king's command may if he will come kiss my hand and to prevent such wicked game as pleading the plea of ignoramus be this my proclamation spread to every reader that can read and as nor law nor right was known since my arrival in this town 
to remedy this fatal flaw i hereby publish martial law meanwhile let all and every one who loves his life forsake his gun and all the council by mandamus who have been reckoned so infamous return unto their habitation without or let or molestation thus graciously the war i wage as witnesseth my hand tom gage by command of mother carey thomas flucker secretary pennsylvania journal june twenty eighth seventeen seventy five the committee of safety received intelligence of cage's plans and ordered out a force of twelve hundred men to take possession of bunker hill in charlestown at sunset of june sixteenth this brigade started from cambridge under command of colonel william prescott a veteran of the french war on reaching bunker hill a consultation was held and it was decided to push on to breed's hill and erect a fortification there breed's hill was reached about midnight and the work of throwing up entrenchments began at once the eve of bunker hill june sixteenth seventeen seventy five twas june on the face of the earth june with the rose's breath when life is a gladsome thing and a distant dream is death there was gossip of birds in the air and a lowing of herds by the wood and a sunset gleam in the sky that the heart of a man holds good then the nun-like twilight came violet vestured and still and the night's first star outshone afar on the eve of bunker hill there rang a cry through the camp with its word upon rousing word there was never a faltering foot in the ranks of those that heard lads from the hampshire hills and the rich connecticut vales sons of the old bay colony from its shores and its inland dales swiftly they fell in line no fear could their valor chill ah brave the show as they ranged a row on the eve of bunker hill then a deep voice lifted a prayer to the god of the brave and the true and the heads of the men were bare in the gathering dusk and dew the heads of a thousand men were bowed as the pleading rose smite thou lord as of old thou smotest thy people's foes o nerve thy servants arms to work with a mighty will a hush and then a loud amen on the eve of bunker hill now they are gone through the night with never a thought of fame gone to the field of a fight that shall win them a deathless name some shall never again behold the set of the sun but lie like the concord slain and the slain of lexington martyrs to freedom's cause ah how at their deeds we thrill the men whose might made strong the height on the eve of bunker hill clinton scollard june seventeen dawned fair and bright and the entrenchments were at once discovered by the british a lively cannonade was opened upon them by the ships in the harbor but without effect at noon three thousand veterans were ordered forward to rout out the peasants and by three o'clock in the afternoon had crossed the river and were ready to storm the entrenchments commanded by general howe and general pigott they advanced steadily up the hill 
only to be met by so terrific a fire they gave way and retreated in disorder warren's address to the american soldiers june seventeenth seventeen seventy five stand the ground your own my braves will ye give it up to slaves will ye look for greener graves hope ye mercy still what's the mercy despots feel hear it in that battle peal read it on yon bristling steel ask it ye who will fear ye foes who kill for hire will ye to your homes retire look behind you there a fire and before you see who have done it from the vale on they come and will ye quail let in rain and iron hail let their welcome be and the god of battles trust die we may and die we must but oh where can dust to dust be consigned so well as where heaven its dews shall shed on the martyred patriot's bed and the rock shall raise their head of his deeds to tell john pierpont end of section six recording by greg giordano newport ritchie florida